0: On the line right now we have playwright Zoe Dawson who is here to promote her new show Australian Realness. Welcome to Artsmith Zoe.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Before we get into talking about the show, I'd like to ask a couple of questions about you. First off, Mm -hmm. how did you get your start as a playwright?
1: Uh, Good question. I actually came to playwriting through acting. I started out, I did a creative arts degree and found my way into acting and really enjoyed it. But I think that introduced me to plays and really to kind of a love of language and literature and from there I realised that that was really more where my interest lay.
0: And we might get on to talking about Australian realness now. When did you start working on this play in particular?
1: Uh, I started working on this play uh, about two and a half years ago, towards, I think, the end of 2016, start of 2017 and it was a commission by Malthouse Theatre. I took the sort of very vague idea to them and developed it a bit more and so, yeah, it was around about the time that Donald Trump was elected in the US and it just felt like it was kind of the right idea at the right time, I think.
0: And the story is set, of course, during the era of John Howard and his rule as Prime Ministership. Uh, Mm -hmm. Why particularly did you decide to set it during that era of Australia?
1: Yeah, good question. Uh, It actually wasn't originally. uh, It was originally set in modern times, but it was about, I think it was a discovery after a few months of working on the play that it felt like this particular thing that I wanted to explore around class and class identity and class representation did involve going back and looking at the last 20 years and what has happened. And the best way to do that was to actually go back and set the play at a time when it felt to me like there was a real change starting to happen that just from the research I did in putting the play together, it felt like the dawn of the Howard era and the start of his term in 1997 was a kind of auspicious time where a lot of different things were happening that felt like they were triggering some sort of shift
0: I'm a bit of a hermit, like, I live under a rock, so to speak. Uh, What is this play about?
1: So, it's a play about two families... Set in 1997 in the inner northern suburbs of Melbourne and it's set on Christmas Eve and we sort of begin with a middle class family having a very traditional middle class family Christmas and the style that we sit in is very much that kind of traditional naturalistic family drama that we know very well on Australian stages. But it turns out this family, they're having some financial problems, mum and dad, they're both artists. They've got themselves into a bit of debt, a bit of financial trouble, and secrets start to come out around what they've had to do in order to keep themselves afloat financially, which includes renting out the back shed to another family. So the play is a process of that family who's living in the back shed, who are quite different to the middle-class family, coming in and kind of taking over. I was just wondering, uh, who are some of the other cast members like in the show, and who do they play? Sure. So in the show as mum and dad We have Linda Cropper and Greg Stone Who are probably familiar to audiences I've been watching them on stage and screen for a long time myself And we have a great young cast as well Andre Devani and... Emily Goddard and Chanel Macri play the rest of the cast and they're well relatively young theatre actors who I've watched work for quite a long time now and who are really incredible.
0: So you mentioned before about how this was set during the Howard era and how it has a middle-class family clashing with sort of these working-class or bogan cultures. I would like to know are these characters and experiences based on anything that you've experienced in your own life?
1: Yeah, definitely. It definitely comes from some particular concerns of mine. I've been working in the art sector, I guess, for quite nearly 15 years now. And I come from a working class background. I grew up in regional Victoria, but in order that I moved to Melbourne, I moved into the inner north and I, um, I've i been working in the arts for quite a long time and it has been something that I've been thinking about for a little while now about the things I've done over the past 15 years to cover up my working class background and the kind of gulf that working in this industry has created between my real family and my chosen family, my collaborators and people I work with and it got me thinking about how theatre in particular and the performing and the visual arts, a kind of class problem I see there where working class, there isn't really attention to a working class audience and... And certainly a concern of mine at the moment is a kind of locking out of young working-class artists who want to break into the arts, who want to do what I did and what, what I had a lot of opportunities to do mm. 15 years ago. But I see those opportunities closing up and my family certainly don't have much of an interest in going to the theatre and I don't think the theatre has much of an interest in them. So that was definitely there. There's definitely some personal reasons that I wanted to explore this idea.
0: Can I just say, on indulgence, Zoe, all three of us are from regional Victoria. So I'm from mm-hmm. Bendigo, uh, we've got Hayden and Lachlan from from Ballarat, but so where in Great. yeah, where in Victoria are you from, Zoe?
1: I grew up in Seymour.
0: Seymour, so another one so of our... kind
1: of like half, yeah, halfway towards all of those places, basically. Yeah, so
0: another big regional town. Uh, what were some yeah. of the things you noticed when you moved from Seymour to Melbourne, particularly with regard to the arts community?
1: Oh, it was a long time ago now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it was just, and I'm sure it's an experience that a lot of country kids have, of uh, moving to the Big Smoke, but also in terms of uh, I was one of the first people in my family to go to university and just feeling that sort of a little bit of an outsider status, or a little bit of a feeling of a bit inferior, not having my family work particularly invested or in, engaged with the arts. And so I just felt like there was a lot of, things I didn't know, books I hadn't read I'd never been to the opera, I'd never been to you know, I, I, there was just a lot of, I'd grown up on quite lowbrow popular culture um, <laughs> and I didn't think that there was anything wrong with that or I didn't know any different until I got to university and I think in reflection there was a little bit of working class shame for me of going like, oh I'm supposed to know all these things and I'm supposed to, you know, I think just being around for the first time, people my age who'd grown up in a radically different culture I thought they were so grown up and so incredible and I was quite envious and I wanted to be like them and in hindsight I think I would have liked there to have been more space made for people like me so I didn't feel like I needed to change myself to fit in I guess.
0: Uh, For those interested in watching your player when is it on?
1: Uh, We start previews on Friday so August 16th we start previews and opening night is next Wednesday the 21st and we run until the 8th of September
0: and one of Sin's own volunteers Maria will be going along to review your show Zoe so you've got that Fantastic. to look forward to in the future I would also like to ask you Zoe because you mentioned at mm-hmm. the beginning of the interview that you approached Malthouse Theatre and they were on board straight away why did you approach Malthouse to um, sort of get this play going
1: Oh, good question. Well, I had some people that I've worked with in the past we were working at Malthouse, so I already had a relationship with Declan Green, who works there as a resident artist. I spoke to him about the idea, and then I met with Matt Lutton, the artistic director who I have worked with in the past. I think it was just like I said, it was the right idea at the right time. It was a particular kind of cultural feeling around, I mean I think it's still happening very much now but certainly in the last few years it feels like questions of class and class representation, particularly working class representation, have started to come up in the cultural consciousness and people are more starting to think and talk about class in a way that perhaps we haven't 10 years ago and I think yeah it was just an idea that sort of captured their imagination as a result of what was happening in the world
0: Absolutely. You mentioned before Zoe Declan Green, he recently put on his own performance, I think it was an adaptation of Wake and Fright at Malthouse, yeah, right. w- which I went along and saw. And Malthouse also did a production of Cloud Street not too long ago. So it seems to me like Malthouse Theatre, through these plays, they're sort of doing an examination of the Australian psyche. Is that something that you can see happening with your play?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think that's, a, that's definitely a line to be drawn. The Australian Psyche, yeah, and there was definitely links between um, Declan's amazing production of Waking and Fright and this play, thinking about ideas about class and ideas about masculinity and ideas about uh, examining, yeah, going back to examine parts of our cultural history to think about maybe how we've changed and what's happened in the interim. Yeah, that seems to be a, a part of their season, definitely. I was just wondering, what did you enjoy about writing this play? Oh, good question. And I really enjoyed I got to do some Great research I didn't grow up In a family that was Particularly invested in Or discussed politics much So I had to do A lot more research Than I've done before In order to both Set this play in the 90s But also to figure out What the hell I was Trying to say Or what I was talking about um, So I got to do a lot Of really interesting reading And I watched a lot of Great film and television From Australia's past Which I really enjoyed Going back to Sort of full frontal And comedy company And the kind of Class comedy that Was really big in the 90s But perhaps isn't around As much today, which made me very nostalgic for my childhood. and I've also just, I think this the part that we're in now, rehearsing the play, is my favourite part. I get quite lonely and tend to go a bit stir-crazy sitting in a room by myself, writing, you know, nine different characters, but once you get in a room, I I love actors and I love working with actors, so that's always
0: my favourite part. Now, Zoe Dawson, your play, as you mentioned, previews are beginning this Friday the 16th, and the play begins proper on the 21st of August, a Wednesday. Obviously, you can go to Malthouse's website for more information, but can we connect with you, Zoe, on social media or through your own official website i
1: don't really know i'm not really that well organized i have to <laughs> say <laughs> unfortunately
0: no, that's all right but anyway zoe we'd like to thank you very much for um joining us today here on arts Sweden. we really do wish you all the best for the upcoming show and uh yeah hopefully we can have you back on again soon great
1: thank you so much for having me